Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There are very few people in the post-war era who can claim to have inflicted so much damage on a global scale as Rupert Murdoch. Now, it's just been announced that he's stepping down as the chair of Fox and News Corp. Before you crack open those bottles of champagne, steady on. Um, the monstrous influence, of course, of his contemptible media empire will sadly not vanish. But nonetheless, we should take stock of exactly what he's done to democracy all over the world. Now, I went on Sky News this week, and here's what... How do you think Rupert Murdoch's going to be remembered? Well, he's the, Rupert Murdoch is the most poisonous individual of my lifetime. Uh, 20 years ago, just as an example, on the road to war in Iraq, um, Rupert Murdoch owns 175 newspapers all around the world, and all 175 newspapers backed the Iraq war. They softened up public opinion for what was a calamity which took the lives of hundreds of thousands of people and unleashed terrible blood and chaos. And why do I mention that? Uh, because it shows that the idea that we have this free press uh, with all, all these newspaper outlets and media outlets around full of rigorous journalism, coincidentally, all backed this catas- catastrophic war. Many other examples, though, in the 1980s, when the bodies of hundreds of thousands of gay men were being ravaged by AIDS all over the world, his newspapers whipped up the most vile bigotry against gay men. If you think about the United States, uh, we mentioned uh, Fox News, their peddling of conspiratorial nonsense about the Obama administration, the Islamophobia, that paved the way for Donald Trump, who he spoke to every single week when he was president. Or if you think about the climate emergency, spreading climate denialism about what is an existential threat to human civilization, his attacks on migrants, refugees. So you're, you're, you're a big fan then, right? Well, huge yeah. fan. But I think it's really important we say this yeah. because this isn't just some media owner. This guy is a politician. He's a very, very powerful political figure who has, without being elected by a single person, had a huge disruptive and pernicious and poisonous impact in our democracy, Australian democracy, US democracy, and democracies all over the world. It's worth unpacking this some more because I often say that we live in a democracy with caveats. Democracy suggests unfettered popular sovereignty with checks and balances to protect minorities from majority persecution. But the transition from capitalist autocracy to capitalist democracy, so from the 19th century onwards, what happened was that those with wealth and power gained the system to ensure that even though working class people could vote, there was still means to make sure that they, those with the most money, had the most influence. Because obviously there was this sense of panic. All of a sudden, if the people who were exploited by bosses could vote, then they would end up voting for policies which would change the balance of power in society. Now, to an extent, that did happen. That's why we ended up with things like the welfare state, we were workers' rights, you know, the, the gains, if you like, that happened after World War II in particular. But there was a ruthless counterattack against those gains, which benefited working class people in particular. Now, you can see how the wealthy use that, that power to, to ensure that their hegemony remains in place. Look at who funds political parties. Look at well-resourced, rich lobbyists. Look at the revolving door 
where politicians get headhunted by corporate interests and always have an eye on that future career. Look at the social circles of those at the top. Look at think tanks who are funded by donors to aggressively promote policies which favour the rich, and so on and so on. But one of the big, big, big ways that wealthy interests have gained the democratic system is by having such a stranglehold over the means of information, which is, of course, the media. Now, in theory, a free press is a critical pillar of democracy. It should inform the citizenry of the world around them so they can make educated choices, decisions about their own future, their family's future, their community's future and their country's future. But the Murdoch Empire is a case study in how media organisations are owned by extremely rich individuals who have a vested interest in defending a status quo from which they directly personally profit. Aggressively advocating for policies that favour their interests, like low taxes on the rich or deregulation or smashing trade union power, uh, refocusing anger away from people like them, rich, powerful people who actually run society, onto vulnerable targets who lack a voice like benefit claimants, migrants, refugees, Muslims, as I said, particularly in the 80s and 90s, gay people, and today, trans people as well. Punching down rather than up, in other words. Now, as well as waging all-out wars against individuals or movements perceived uh, to pose um, even the modest threat to a status quo they cherish so much, um, you know, politicians, political parties, unions, and campaigning movements, they also do everything they can to belittle and demonise ideas which actually have widespread support. And if you look at the polling on things like nationalisation, well, the polling shows overwhelmingly, actually, the British public, despite being having right-wing mantras shoved down their throats on a daily basis, support nationalisation of key utilities. How many newspapers in this country advocate for nationalisation of utilities? You can see there that the idea that newspapers simply represent their readers' opinions is an absolute nonsense. Most people support higher taxes on the rich, for example. Again, not an idea you see promoted by these media organisations. Now, Murdoch played a key role in the late 1970s onwards in the rise of what we could call, or what was called, the New Right, above all his relationship with Margaret Thatcher, and he was absolutely central to the Thatcherite project. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As you look around your country and you see the massive inequalities, communities where entire industries were destroyed, ripping out their, their hearts, where you see the disastrous privatisation of utilities like rail, water and energy, where you see workers struggling to stand up to, for themselves because of their, their unions got smashed, uh, leaving them with stagnating and falling wages and terrible terms and conditions, hiring fire, that kind of thing, or infrastructure and public services that got weakened, 
All of that is, of course, a direct legacy of Thatcherism, but it is a legacy of Rupert Murdoch too, because he was so central to it. Now, The Sun, in particular, was an enormously powerful newspaper in the 1980s. Its power has declined. Its circulation has gone into steep decline, and its online reach is not, um, not sufficiently made up for that. But it browbeat the unions, the trade unions, this biggest democratic movement in the country, um, at their peak, representing half of all workers in the country, not least during the miners' strike, now, the government's success in crushing the miners' strike of 1984 to 1985 was the big turning point which allowed the total triumph of Thatcherism. After the defeat of the miners, who were seen as the vanguard of, of the unions, the sense after that that workers felt if they can't win, no one can win, and the Murdoch press waged a total war against the miners. There was the whopping strike as well, which is where Rupert Murdoch himself in 1986 crushed the print workers and sacked them en masse, another turning point in terms of the smashing of the unions. And if you want to look at stagnating wages, terrible terms and conditions, and the rise of personal debt, for example, to, to supplement falling living standards, again, that's kind of the legacy you need to look at. Now, I mentioned the treatment of gay people in the 1980s, and the son used to have headlines like, I'd shoot my son if he had AIDS, says Vicar. These moral pa panics always serve to redirect anger at all the wrong targets, and the Murdoch Empire has excelled in doing exactly that. If the medieval church played a key role in sustaining feudalism, so Murdoch's media empire was critical in underpinning Thatcherism. And of course, the US, of course, the world's only superpower. It's fascinating now we hear media reports that Murdoch wishes Trump was dead. But would Trump have been possible without Murdoch, and particularly that well of poison, Fox News? I'm not so sure. Fox News was founded back in 1996 to promote an aggressively right-wing counter to the centrist hegemony in the US media. It became a fountain of anti-Muslim prejudice, which Trump, of course, went on to exploit, as well as spreading the idea that the most modest reforms like Obamacare were Marxist conspiracies. And that served a purpose because it radicalized the right. It made the US right ever more conspiratorial and paranoid and, and you know, riddled with misinformation and lies. And that was key in radicalizing the right and leading to the laying the foundations of the Trumpian movement. When Trump stood for the Republican nomination, he got more Fox News airtime than any other candidate. Murdoch clearly finds Trump too vulgar and crude. Fascinating. Has he read his own newspapers? But Trumpism is the logical outgrowth of Murdochism. And the very future of US democracy is imperiled as a consequence. And then there's the existential threat of climate change, of the climate emergency, sorry. After a summer of extreme weather, and sorry to say this, but those are the opening scenes of the disaster film we are now stuck in, only the most terminally delusional now don't understand that we face total catastrophe without urgent action. But from Fox News to The Australian to The Wall Street Journal, his outlets have consistently pushed climate denialism. To quote Dr. Joel Gerges, a climate scientist at Australian National University, it's hard to think of another person who's single-handedly done more to muddy the public's understanding of climate change. We've wasted decades debating the fundamental science in the media when we really should have been focused on urgently implementing climate policies that will genuinely reduce emissions. Murdoch will be looked back on by historians as someone who used their media monopoly to influence the destabilisation of the Earth's climate. Just that alone, undermining our ability to fight a menace which threatens civilization itself, earns Murdoch the title of one of the most dangerous men to have lived since the end of World War II. But look, we can't just make this about Murdoch. We can use him as a case study, and we should. But the danger is always of an understanding of society which boils down to, here are some bad, mostly men, and if we just replace them with good people, then things will be fine. This is about systems. In this case, a system which hands 
unaccountable, politically driven billionaires control over the supply of information, allowing them to undermine and subvert democracy, to spread misinformation and lies, to whip up bigotry and hatred against vulnerable and marginalised minorities, and even to imperil the very future of our planet. That's why we have to fight. So, yes, wahoo, goodbye Murdoch. But the Murdoch legacy lives on, and we have to fight to create different media outlets and media forms. I'm doing my best. Do support us. We're not funded by Murdoch, which you can do on patreon.com forward slash ownjoes84. Got lots of videos to come, as ever. Do press like and subscribe, and I will see you soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.